everybody, it is Editing Aubrey here, a future Aubrey who is older, unfortunately none the wiser. Um, turns out, funny story, I lost the audio for our last episode where we cover the last couple chapters of the Twilight Saga New Moon, so I'm very sorry about that. I've just been warring with the tech gods and they won this round, but that is okay. So the episode that you are hearing now is our movie review of the Twilight Saga New Moon. Um, please enjoy. I would also like to do a quick shout out. Um, we do spend the ending portion of this podcast uh, reading from and quoting um, the recent GQ article um, that featured Robert Pattinson. Uh, the title of that article is Robert Pattinson, A Dispatch from Isolation. This was written by Zach Barron. Um, it's a wonderful article, wanted to give credit where credit was due. And then um, there was a little summary article we also referenced. Um, that is from Ruin My Week by a person named Allison. The title of that is Robert Pattinson's Unhinged Pasta Recipe Has Become a Quarantine Meme. So those are great articles. If you need a giggle, go check them out. We certainly enjoyed them. Um, yeah, so that's just to uh, shout those out. Please enjoy, and we will see you for Eclipse. Goodbye. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It was the movie review extravaganza. I know. It was a great time. Oh, we have just finished watching The Twilight Saga New Moon. Oof. What a journey that was. <laughs> That's the sound. Oof. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoy Twilight a lot more. Uh, so lot much more. better. Yeah. But this was still a good time. There's like no people in this movie. <laughs> There's like four people maybe. I know. The music was still good. Music was interesting. There were a couple points where I was like, I don't feel like this is a good music choice. But then the majority of it I was still all about. Mm-hmm. And I had a thought. I feel like there's way more soundtrack to this one than yeah, the other movie. Yeah, it's not just, like, a Spotify playlist. Right, which is bomb. Yeah. From Twilight. But, like, how easy is that to replicate in each movie? Not really. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were some pretty well-written mood setters. Like scores. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I kind of liked it. Let's yeah. dive right in. Let's dive Hit in. Hit me with your hits. Ugh, Okay. Jacob's bod when he changes <laughs> when he's a werewolf. I still needed that. It was a it Friday was night. Mean. I needed that in my life. It was nice. <laughs> it was a nice to look at. It was good. I like when he was crawling out the window and you can just see his back and it's Ooh. like, oh. <laughs> You're a back girl. So. I'm a back girl. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so that for sure. Um Oh my goodness. It's hard to have any other hits, basically. <laughs> She's distracted. <laughs> I'm distracted. My brain is like, uh, I flatlining. Really liked, yeah, um, tell me something to kickstart my yeah, brain. Yeah, obviously, I really liked Jacob's body and Edward's <laughs> body that we got to see too. I disappointed he wasn't fully naked, but um, it was, yeah, that was disappointing. It was like yeah. kind of weird. But I'm, I'm a pervert who needs to get over it. Um, <laughs> and I Reveal. really like, yeah, I really love, um, the, there's a possibility, like, circle scene oh, it's where so she's just good. sitting in the chair, and it's just the, 
like the uh, visual equivalent of November, December, or October, November, December. Yeah. And how it's just spinning around her and that music playing. like So good. That's just such a good mood. I just thought it was so well done. I really, really like it. I agree. It was so You good. have to love that scene. Like if you're, yeah. if you like good movies, that scene is like, I want that scene, but in a way better made movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great scene. It's just so, it's, yeah, it's so good. The music was right, that everything was right. It was great. Fantastic. And then I love the scene. Um, I feel like everyone was laughing at it, but I like the scene where she's drowning and you (laughs) see, you see, like, ghost Edward, like, popping up behind her and she, like, turns to look at him, but then, like, Jacob's arm comes through and pulls Pulls her away and and then he just dissolves. So cool. I mean, okay. <laughs> we weren't laughing at, we were laughing more at like the Victoria swimming through the water was like, oh yeah. Okay, that was kind of <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch. But yeah. also, I was more like this is such a Bond move like um Bond a beginning credits. Yeah. scene. Like the the art style and like mm-hmm. the way they looked in the water and, the music. and then like them pulling her it in the music. It was so Bond-esque that yeah. I like couldn't appreciate it because i was like mm. only bad things come after this <laughs> <laughs> only inappropriate yeah. things that i don't want to watch oh goodness i don't yeah. know i really liked it though and i do i cool. loved quill artsy. and embry so okay much. i loved quill and embry embry is such a cutie, so cute, look at him babies. and interesting that they didn't have quill turn they followed mm-hmm. the actual books patterns so i appreciated that mm-hmm. it was kind of weird because i felt like they definitely didn't have a strong enough presence like, yeah, they were there's there one scene bit. with them, it's that beginning scene, and we're supposed to have more of them, so I wish they had been kind of, like, walking with Jacob and Bella, like, while they, I don't know, whatever scenes it was, I can mm-hmm. barely remember now, of them just hanging out, basically, out at mm-hmm. Jacob's house. I wish they had kind of just mixed them in there a little bit more, yeah. so that it could show a little bit more of her liveliness and, like, how happy she was. Yeah, because I feel like there weren't so much scenes like that. It was more kind of, like, all the LaPush stuff was, like, a montage. Yeah, Like, it I was. feel like they kind of just, like, breezed past all of it. Because she narrated over it, I think, mm-hmm. and then it was a little montage, which was a bummer because truly it is, like, one of the happier times in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's yeah, not there. And what's interesting is that... They're not, he's not holding her hand or doing any of the things that he's doing already no, at that point in the until book. until the movie until theater. Until the freaking movie theater, which is so interesting. Yeah. It's like they're trying to save his character, but they're also not because they make him worse in the, yeah. uh, from that point on, he's worse in the movie he's than he is in the book. simultaneously worse and better. Yeah. But mostly worse. Mostly worse. And I couldn't say that right. Mostly worse. You got it. Okay. Uh, and... It's interesting. It's like, I just want to see more of that. Mm Because I didn't want to see him, like, holding her hand when she wasn't asking for it. All that stuff that really Mm -hmm. made me angry or, like, weirded out. But they weren't showing any of that. So I was like, come on. Like, less less of a montage, more of actual scenes of them having a good time. Mm -hmm. And, like, throw in some friends that they've been seeing. Throw in a little bit more with that dinner they had with the Clearwaters. That could be really important for setting up for the next movie. And, and Harry's the next death, movie, yeah. like it seemed so residual, and that was really weird too. Where it, it would be easy to add that even just to the montage. Mm-hmm. But I did really like those scenes. She was happy. Nothing mm-hmm. weird was happening. They were just working on bikes and hanging out outside, and yeah. it was like 
That's so wholesome. It was cute. It was really cute. And it was a fun being, time. Yeah, being little buddies. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was yeah, really great. That's it what was good. my husband Sean, he was like, that was so happy. I loved yeah, that so much. Nice. And it's like her, you know, coming out of her hole. And it's yeah. just kind of, it's just nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no I really, I, I don't know. Initially, I imagined something like Gollum-esque. <laughs> and I was like, rough. Emerging from the Misty Mountain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And then I also really do like the Volturi stuff. Um, it was well done. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I liked the, like, scene. Yes. <laughs> the scene of everything. No, what? <laughs> no, Jane. Jane, Jane was so was incredible. I love just that bitch stare. Oh, my gosh. That pain. instills pain. Pain. Oh. oh. And then when she, the way she stops, just, like, casually looks away. Like, yeah. Come on. Ooh, Come the sound on. effects too when she's doing that. And yeah, it was like, so cool. Aro or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mispronounced it the whole last <laughs> podcast Michael, episode. Michael Sheen. <laughs> Michael Sheen, basically. <laughs> Super crazy, but I really did like it more than I thought I would like his mm-hmm. crazy in that scene. Because it's kind of scary. It's scary enough, but it's also like you can tell he's very excited to see them. And that's kind of the point is like he's supposed to be like hyped about this. Yeah, like nothing ever happens in my life. Yeah. And this is something new. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was really well done. Yes. Those are pretty much all my hits. I have more misses. Yeah, the Volturi stuff was really, really beautiful. Like the scenes and the the setting of it all was really well done. Mm -hmm. I really did like that. Um. Yeah. Oh, I was about to go into a miss, but I'm not going to go into a miss. Jane was fantastic. Um, the whole, like, reuniting between Bella and Edward was really rushed. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it was also refreshing. Like, it was, like, he was just disheveled enough and thrown off enough when mm-hmm. they first collide into one another. That was, like, well done. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's things we were making fun of, like, <laughs> the, like his face. <laughs> That he was making. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. I actually, that's actually another hit of mine. I like that they just cleared up the whole dynamic right away. It didn't away. take a full chapter and a half it or two chapters. It two chapters, almost three? Yeah. For her to realize, oh, you really do love me. Because in that moment, <laughs> when they're reunited, he was just like, Pella, I lied to you. Leaving you was hard. And they and then they have an actual beautiful like kiss and everything. And yeah. it's like, great. Way better than in the book. Yes, I agree. Way it would better. be really weird if they strung us along as long as Stephanie Meyer did. I don't think... I think they knew the audience wouldn't buy it. Right. Like, anyone... Like, we waste your time. Yeah, anyone who, like, <laughs> n- reads the story or just watches this unfold is like, I... No, wait, I know, I'm not stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I... Yeah, I feel like they were just like, we're not putting an audience through that. <laughs> And I appreciated that. <laughs> it was good. I appreciated they kept with the robe. They put him in the robe, even though they didn't have to. <laughs> a beautiful bohemian grandmother robe. I love that Fantastic. It was amazing. Um, also, the whole kind of montage of, and I do, I hate this, but I also really liked it because it's very true to the book. The montage of, like, Bella, like, waking up screaming and stuff. And mm. Charlie, like, getting up. Like, how eventually you start seeing him, he's just on the couch yeah. With a drink in his hand, waking up in the middle of the night to check on her. <laughs> All I have is beer. <laughs> no sleep, yeah, just and beer. So I felt like that was pretty accurate since they weren't going to have him and Alice have their conversation about mm-hmm. how it had been. Yeah, we like actually that got was, to see it. You got to see it happen, which was really cool. Yeah. Like, visual arts are meant for that, so mm-hmm. I'm glad they utilized that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the movie theater scene was very similar mm-hmm. to the it one in the book. So and I did like that because yeah. I was literally so uncomfortable the whole time. And <laughs> Mike Newton, the newt, oh, okay, the newt. plays the part perfectly. He does. He does. And he looks like he's going to cry the whole time after he throws up because so he's like, let me go home. Why is this guy attacking my character right now? Oh my God, Jacob, I'm going to put you in the hospital. <laughs> Mike's just like, I've had the worst day. I, I can't hold her hand and everything. And now I'm sick with the flu and I threw up everywhere. Awful. And he's being mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Poor little Newton. It was really well done. It was like we really got to see Newton for like a very short period of time. Yeah. This brings me to some misses, but I want you to tell me yours first. Go ahead. Oh goodness. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So I don't like the birthday party scene. I forgot um, about it. Cullens. I shut that down. I, I rejected that memory. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel it was very, like, forced and just weird the whole way it went down. It was just, like, awkward. It was, like, this doesn't feel like a party. This doesn't feel like something people would do. I know Bella doesn't want a party. She doesn't want to be there. But, like, the whole... It was just, like, really expanding on the, like, awkwardness of the whole Cullen family. And I just didn't like it. It was weird. They were all in a circle. And then she came down from the landing. And then all the movements from that point on... We're all like swirling around her, it so it was blocked. like, yeah, it was like, okay, hand her a gift now. Okay, we're turning, we're around on this side of her now. Someone else hand her a gift. Cool, she's opening. Yeah. We're turning here. Cool, she's thinking, and now we're turning in paper cut. Okay, here's what. It right. was super weirdly filmed. Yeah, and forced. Like there was no like personality to it. Like we didn't get to see like any like the stakes didn't feel there because it felt like a scene. It also felt like a bunch of robot slaves paying tribute to their queen or something. Yeah. Like, they were all like, here's gift. Take gift. Here Do like go. gift. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. That's so, what it was like. Miss for me. Don't like it. Um, miss also is Jacob in the movie Ugh. theater scene. He's just uh, gross and terrible. So I just really hate gross. it. Um, oh, I actually forgot one it's more hit. Human. I feel like Bella is actually less uh, insufferable in the movie again than she is in the book. And that okay. could possibly be because we're not just like in her head the whole time. Yeah, I would say that's probably why. Yeah, but I also think like in like especially in like the movie theater scene, she's a little bit more. Um, assertive she's right clear away. too yeah like i feel like through the whole thing she's more just kind of like no this means something that different to you than it does to me yeah um you know don't make me choose eh, she's i don't not think down i feel this way too. like she won't have yeah. it when he tries to hold her hand and stuff yeah she's a lot more like more. clear yeah um versus in the book it's more she's always just kind of like okay this is happening <laughs> I'm not making a conscious choice, but it's happening to me, at me, so whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah, I didn't like that Harry's death was, like, barely mentioned. Because it's like, I know it was barely mentioned in the book, but it's a big deal. Like, I know it's glossed over in the book, but I feel like at least, like, give it more Like, why is Charlie not... We get back to Charlie. I mean, it's a while 
after we find out that Harry's died, which is with Jacob, you know, trying to save or wake Bella back up or whatever, revive her. It, that scene's about Bella, which I don't like because that's when she finds out, which is how it is in the book. But then she finds out that Harry died later on when it's not all about her, when she's already feeling bad about not paying attention to Charlie. Yeah. And it's good because it shifts it back where we're immediately thinking about Charlie and we're thinking about what's going to happen to him next. And they could have capitalized on that. They could have used that. They could have shown us a little bit of Charlie and like, why? Why didn't they? Why do we not see Charlie until the very end of the movie then? Where he just comes in and he's like, you okay? And she's like, yeah. And he like leaves and it's like. He's just, in that scene, he's just so like dejected, which makes me sad. But we don't, just, yeah. He just comes in like, okay, you're grounded for the rest of your life. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe <laughs> you did that to me. But he doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't look any different than he did at the beginning of the movie when he, there's all the montage of him having to take care of her and he's Yeah, upset. they didn't give that. They just didn't give the whole death the weight that it should have had. Um, like, we were just watching it with um, with everybody else, and, like, Connor was like, oh, I didn't even realize that he had died. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because they just, like, glaze over it. Yeah, seriously. Because they don't even say died. They, You know, Jacob just says, like, he's gone. And, yeah, like, whispers he just, he it. Yeah, he didn't make it. It's like, okay. <sighs> Stupid. I agree, that is a total miss. Oh, I forgot a hit. I actually did like the scene with Victoria running through the woods and, like, the wolves chasing her. Besides the illogicalness of her picking up Harry and then, like, him dying and then her getting whipped back by a wolf and nobody from the massive search party we see in the, like, (laughs) moment before that heard a thing. That's completely illogical. Even Mm -hmm. if werewolves are, like... The silentest creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, They're still huge. huge. <laughs> you would hear a whoosh. I kid you not. Or some sort of sound of a mouth or something moving. Like. Yeah. A snarl. You would have heard something. Also, you would have heard Victoria hit the ground because she hits the ground. Mm-hmm. But no. No. <laughs> no. All of a sudden, all of a sudden we're, we're far away from other people. However, after that moment, I really do like that chase scene. Because mm-hmm. it shows some really good like, well, better, vampire speed, Yeah, that you know, animation. was a lot better. They did a lot of good stuff with graphics They actually time. did. I felt like they were pretty good. Yeah. And then the wolves look really great in that mm-hmm. scene, and it's, like, a good, because we haven't really seen the face-off, like, there was the, like, yeah, yeah. the, it's gonna be a face-off with Laurent, okay, we're not seeing it, okay, later we see them throw his head off, okay, yeah. what's that Which about? It was cool. It was cool. And, like, I'm glad they made it clear, too, because we don't want to be like Bella and assume they can't do that. Yeah, like... And, oh but boy. Victoria, like, it was good. It gave some depth to her because we genuinely don't get to hear a single word from her mouth no, in she's the whole just, movie. Yeah. And so she then she dives into the water, which mm-hmm. makes more sense because we don't see that in the book. Yeah, <laughs> in the book, it's just like, there's fire on the water. And it's, it's like, like, what, what do you mean? There? What? Are you crazy? <laughs> so I do really like that, too. I felt like that was pretty well done. Yeah. Um, that was good. Yeah. Um, other misses. See, I feel like it's all just kind of like little scenes, like little yeah, stuff in the moment. Yeah, it's little things, probably because nothing big happens. Yeah, because like <laughs> overall, this one just doesn't feel, I don't know, it just, it feels like less of a story and more of just kind of like a, like the whole thing is one long cliffhanger. Yeah. And... There was a really resolve. Happens. Yeah, there's not really any resolve. There's no 
Like, I wouldn't say, oh, the cinematography of this movie I love. Or this one setting is, like, a dream to me. It's so incredible. Mm -hmm. Or this person's character arc, arc and, you know, these people's relationship. Like, none of that is stuff I would say I would I like, which is just the basis of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And it's not there. Yeah. It's like, they did these these things. It's many different scenes all strung together, and yeah. some of them I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because some, yeah, some of the things were, like, there's good elements. Yeah. But the problem is, like, the source material. <laughs> it's just, you <laughs> it's know, it good. just feels very much like a portion of a bigger thing. Yeah. And, like, it's, you know, it's not very contained and doesn't really stand on its own. Um, yeah, I agree. It's like this weird middle ground. It's basically middle school. Like, it's Ew. like the holding pen. They're just holding us, waiting until it's time for us to blossom into something better. Oh, no. So I don't know if Eclipse is going to be that. I have basically no memory of that movie. <sighs> basically, no. Mem- I have no memory of the book because I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous, to say the least. I'm nervous, too. Also, I learned something about Breaking Dawn today. I I'm shouldn't have learned. So sorry. Which is that she said all of it, but then she changed to some of it and that she was wrong. I don't know if she was lying and trying to, like, be kind to me, but that Breaking Dawn is from the perspective of Jacob, which, by that point, we can't like him. There's not going to be a way that we're going to be wanting to, to read two Correct. whole books also, he straight up assaults her multiple times at that point, too. Like, Why? more so... Why did Stephanie Meyer think we want to hear it from his perspective? That, Give um, me a book from Edward's perspective. Not, not yeah. Midnight Sun. <laughs> but, you know, she should have... <laughs> yeah, it's like, I yeah, give us Edward's perspective. Actually, then we got that, and never mind, take it back. Maybe Alice, I don't it. know. Somebody Ugh. else's perspective. Maybe Charlie's perspective. I would as a that. good old human at that point. Yeah. Well, no, actually, he's not even involved basically at all at that point. It would just in be a lot series. of like gone fishing, <laughs> reminiscing. <laughs> Don't know where my daughter is. Yeah. She says she's happy. She's screaming at night a lot. <laughs> I don't really know what to do. <laughs> a journal oh. entry style yeah. book. That's entertaining. <laughs> I hope Dear made journal. That. <laughs> Today. It's me again. <laughs> <laughs> Today I went fishing. Came home, Bella made lasagna. <laughs> she woke up screaming again. So I had Harry's a Rainier. still dead. <laughs> oh no! Dear, oh. Di- dear diary, Edward's back, thinking about killing him. <laughs> Maybe the- killing Jacob too. Cleaned the gun today. <laughs> oh goodness! What would that be called? Diary of the Chief of Police. Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Does he have a nickname at all? No, he doesn't. Uh, the Creek at Dusk. <laughs> the Creek at Dusk. It has to have something like a, sun, moon, dusk. A fanfic. <laughs> but... Written, by Aubrey Mack. By Aubrey Mack, written in the voice of Charlie Swan. And narrated by me. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. Oh my god. Yeah, so... Okay. I think that's all I got for, <laughs> okay. like, concrete misses. Oh man. I kind of said know. mine in the midst of that. I... 
Ugh, human squad is kind of like gross. I don't like they're them in this. There. They're barely there, and I'm like, why? They're like a weird footnote. I don't mm-hmm. want this. Just don't show me her at school at all. If you're not gonna like, they should have shown some scenes of her being in the class and being like, oh, look at the empty seat next to me that no one ever fills. That would have mm-hmm. been funny, and also <laughs> it would have been a better illustration of how weird her life is without him. Or I don't know, maybe less of her screaming in bed. You know, the mm-hmm. uncomfortable scream that she does so much yeah she it was like a seize yeah seizure of misery yeah that she was just having and like maybe like one less of those scenes and then add in a school scene to Mm -hmm. make it feel like it makes more sense otherwise it's like cutting randomly to the human squad and then mike asks her out in front of jessica which is a miss for me (laughs) yeah hello newt isn't that stupid it's weird and then (sighs) and then bella's like Everybody, you want to go with us? And Jessica's like, yeah, no, like, insensitive no, thank pig. You. Yeah, <laughs> I hate you. Why both. would you? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And again, like I said when we were watching the movie, why couldn't they go in an REI and just film pretending that Bella and Mike were working? Why can't I get a scene of them working? Because that's important. That adds dimension to the characters. Mm-hmm. Also, he could have asked her out there. We could have heard about some of the reports of wolves there, like we did in the book. Just find an REI, please. Film yeah. an REI. That's all I ask for. <laughs> CGI all I and Newton's sporting goods on top of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that was weird. I don't know what my MVP would be. I want to say it's Jane. I mean, but she's, I feel like she's is that lame? Pick. Because no, that's this movie isn't about Jane. No, but she made an impression. <laughs> Jane always makes an impression. Yeah. Okay. MVP is Jane. Oh, no. It's got to it. be Jane. Yeah, go for it. It's got to be Jane. Yeah, it's Jane. Jane. Mine is, uh, I was kind of thinking Jane too, but I feel like when I think about New Moon, the movie, mm-hmm. I just think about the that scene where she's just in her chair watching her life disappear and the camera's circling around her. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, that scene, I feel like, encapsulates the whole mood of the movie very well. Whoa. <laughs> There's ghosts in here. Flickering <laughs> um, the lights. So that's my MVP, is okay. that, that scene. That's, that's possibility. That's the best filmed scene, scene in this movie. So. It was really good. Okay. What can that's, I say? That's legit. That's all. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to do right now mm-hmm. is we need to have a Jacob versus Edward talk. Okay. Okay, it will probably be pretty quick because there's not a lot to say for Jacob anymore. But I felt Ooh. like we should check in because at the start of New Moon, I was telling everyone, I was like, I was a Jacob, like Team Jacob person. And like, yes, I loved Edward from Twilight, but I was like, let's get some Jacob in here. Let's see. And I kind of tried to fight for him. I loved Taylor Lautner back in the day. Not so much anymore. He's a baby. Mm. Anyway. uh, Oh, God. That picture Connor showed us. Oh, Oh. God. (laughs) Cruelty. (laughs) I could have gone my whole life without seeing that. It was just overweight Taylor Lautner, but it wasn't actually him. It was just a bad, like, Photoshop. It was like a bad Photoshop. But it was really ruined us. <laughs> it was like Burger King Jacob. Yeah, it was really rough. Um, 
So throughout the book, I was like trying to salvage Jacob. I was like, okay, but like, here's why Bella's causing the problems too. And we had a time where I screamed, I understand consent. I understand <laughs> consent for a while. And then you forced a Thunderdome scenario. The Thunderdome scenario. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Where like, who would die? Who would you choose to die? And I think it was just between Bella and Jacob. There yeah. was no option for Edward to die. Cause no. no. He presided over presided over the, yes. the whole event. <laughs> that was so outside. Basically, thun- let's do Thunderdome again. Let's okay. I call upon the powers of Thunderdome. Okay. Wait, can we put an asterisk above all of this? Yes. Um, can we pretend like Midnight Sun doesn't exist when we oh, have this conversation? Why? Because I, I I don't know anything about Midnight Sun. Well, but you do. I do. You are ruined. I know. I'm just going to pretend. Okay, let's pretend. Can you pretend? Yeah, because I haven't read the whole thing. Okay. You also just like thrown everything out that you read from it. You were like, nope, never mind. I hate it. Yeah, I just, I really, I really wish it didn't happen. Okay. Okay, so just, just like Twilight Saga. Just Twilight Saga, the regular canon. Yes. Um, Thunderdome, Jacob versus Edward. I'll start because I'm the one who actually had issues to work through. Mm -hmm. You honestly are very, still very much firm in your stance. I've been very vocal since the beginning, but it's just because I've had a lot of time to think about this. <laughs> so basically, if I had to choose between Jacob or Edward to die, it would be Jacob. I think he could go out in a way where it's like he saved someone. It could mm-hmm. be anybody. Because I think he truly does want to. I think he really wants to protect people and, like, take care of his tribe and follow the expectations that are put on him mm-hmm. to do these things. I think he's got that protective heart, and he always did. He loves people. It's not like he doesn't like people. And he's trying to figure out a way to control himself so that he can live a regular life and also use what he has to, you know, leverage that to protect people as well. So I think in his heart of hearts, like, he's trying to be a good person. However, his impulse control is just... Not there. Not there. And so because of that... He is a danger to society. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. I don't know. Because Edward has shown very strong impulse control, besides yes. when he thought Bella was dead, which truly is just his, its own circumstance. He's just dramatic. He shows, Edward shows, like, perfect impulse control. And so, he's not a danger to society. Mm-hmm. And maybe he and Bella do not have the best relationship. But if I'm choosing Edward or Jacob to die, this has nothing to do with being in love with Bella. <laughs> like, truly, I would prefer a world in which Edward exists than a world in which Jacob exists. Yeah. Without the other. Yeah. Um, because Jacob is just a danger to society. Yeah. yeah. To any woman that is in a relationship with him, whether or not it be Bella. Whereas yeah. Edward could be fantastic. Well... Edward's his own deal. He's his yeah. own little emo boy. Yeah. Can't get past it. No matter who he'd be with, mm-hmm. he'd be all broody and stuff. So maybe some woman would be with him and kind of be sort of miserable a little bit. But he mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything wrong to her or be weird about things or, like, be creepy at all. From what I understand, he's not really been creepy besides the whole watch, watch you, you while you sleep thing. thing. But hey. <laughs> 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 Yeah. to overlook that so those are my thoughts <laughs> once again none of the relationships in this story are good nope <laughs> and none of the characters in this story are just good people 
Mm, they're all, they're all a mess. That's true. They're all a mess. They're very but human. But when I'm thinking Thunderdome, <laughs> Thunderdome, who's dying? Yeah, I'm just weighing pure legal pad pros and cons. <laughs> Let's start with Edward. <laughs> cons. Dramatic as hell. Mm-hmm. So. So dramatic. It would get so old. So annoying. Yeah. And so just, like, it blows everything out of proportion. Very dramatic. <laughs> moody. Ugh. Very moody. Yeah. Which, like... It's only sexy when you're watching it on film. Yes. I was just gonna say... It's, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted No, no, no. You. That's exactly what I was gonna say, though. It's sexy when you're a teenager, and it's sexy as an idea, that yeah. brooding moody boy. Yeah. Like, it, it's sexy. But in real practical life, it's the worst. annoying as fuck. <laughs> so dramatic, uh, moody, sensitive. Yeah. Um, in good ways and bad ways. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole watching you sleep thing is a problem. Not good. He also is like really, really stuck in his ways. Like mm, he does. You're he, right. He you're acts right. like an old man. He does. He doesn't want to learn anything new. He which, sounds kind of like. Oh no. Like in a way. Hold on. I have to think through this. What I'm about to say. Okay. In a way, he sounds like Nick Miller from New Girl. He's like old yeah, kind man of. inside, stuck in his ways. Yeah. Makes a way bigger deal out of things that shouldn't be a big Ooh, deal. Kind of. Yeah. Um. But that's about as far as the comparison mm. goes. Mm-hmm. I just, I imagine, instead of Robert Pattinson, I imagine <laughs> Nick, Nick Miller's body and, like, essence. Oh, no. With Edward, like, vampireness. That's so funny. Which is annoying. Like, I'm like, I couldn't yeah, do that's, that that's forever. Annoying. I couldn't yeah. be part of that. No. So, yeah. So, those are, those are Edward's major cons. Okay. Um, and he's also stubborn. That's true. Um, and but. he's definitely like an Enneagram one, um, which I, I am one and I know we're hard to live with. Um, <laughs> pros, though, like will worship the ground you walk on. Yeah. Like the people he cares about, he cares about. Yeah. Like very he deeply. He really cares about his family. Yeah. So dedicated. It's been thousands of years. Yeah. No, just kidding. Hundreds just hundreds. <laughs> One hundred. One hundred. Decades. Never mind. I'm um, thinking of Vampire Diaries. Yes. Continue. Uh, yeah. So dedicated to his family. Firm in what he believes. Mm-hmm. Um, has a it's real admirable. like accountability and desire to do good and to be better. Um, and to, like, improve himself to a fault, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, really wants to enact a positive influence on the world, and, like, yeah, just, like, really loves who he loves, and will do whatever it takes for who he loves. And he, like, takes other people into account. Yeah. So he has, like, mentors, which is just Carlisle, but he has people that he looks up to and he actually takes advice from, Mm -hmm. which I guess you could say that for Jacob, too, so... That yeah, but even. the difference is, like, when Edward is acting, he's acting because he believes in the cause. Like, he's mm-hmm. acting because he believes what he's doing is right. It's not really something he's going to likely regret because yeah. he, like, found it in his base truths. Yes. Versus with Jacob, I feel like when Jacob acts, <laughs> a lot of it is out of selfish. It's it's based on, like, how he feels in the moment. Yeah. And it's 
it's, like, selfish. Because, like, the stuff he does for Bella is because he wants her to love him back. Mm. And then anytime he shows something and she doesn't reciprocate, he just gets angry and violent. <laughs> it's this true? Okay. So it's kind of like, eh. So pros about Jacob are <laughs> he's... Segway. Yeah. <laughs> he is, um, like, he's more normal. Like, he's, he's more of a hang. Like, you can hang yeah. with him. He's not going to be weird. He's not going to only be quoting stuff that's, like, super old. Oh, that's super so old. true. Like, he's more current. He's, he's more fun. He'll get old with you. Yeah. And he's just more fun to hang out with. Like, he's, yeah. he's just normal. That's a good point. And, um, like, you <laughs> could have a normal, fine life yeah. with Jacob. Yeah. And he's, like, he can joke like, stuff rolls off his back easier. Mm -hmm. Um, he's more laid back. Yeah. Unless it's, like, (laughs) offending his pride or his masculinity, or (laughs) something's not going his way. Yes. Because basically any time, especially when it comes to Bella, any time something happens that he doesn't agree with, um, he's not acting because he thinks it's right, he's acting because he wants something, or this hurt his feelings, Mm, and the way he acts out is, like, in anger and violence. <laughs> and yeah, he's not self-controlled. Yeah. So yeah, Thunderdome, Jacob, Jacob can just kick it. <sighs> Sorry. I don't disagree with you at this point. Let it be known. Let it be known. Another one. <laughs> Let it be known. I need to talk about it is officially Team Edward. Oh, man. We fly the Edward flag. We fly the Edward flag high. <laughs> Speaking of flying the Edward flag oh, high. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, we have something important to talk about. Um, I'm sure whoever's listening, many of you have probably seen (laughs) or heard referenced this interview with Robert Pattinson that he did recently. Earlier this year, he did an interview with GQ. Okay. And during this interview with GQ, he, (laughs) he spends time making some food. Okay. And um, what I would like to do is I would like to read this interview to you. Oh my gosh. And I would just like you to react. I haven't read this. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I would just like you to react. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. What happens? That's what I do. I react. I'm basically (laughs) Jacob. Yes. Um, Okay, so the title of the article is. Robert Pattinson's unhinged pasta recipe has become a quarantine meme. (laughs) Unhinged pasta? Unhinged pasta recipe. Okay. Okay. So basically he's the person who's interviewing him. Mm -hmm. Um, They've just like gone to the store and they just got back to Robert Pattinson's (laughs) place. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to read this. Um, I'll quote who this was written by. This was written by... um, I'll find his name later. I'm so sorry. I'm bad. Insignificant. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very significant because it's changed my life. Okay. What? Okay. I'm not ready. So, so he now takes hold of the bag that he's brought from the corner store out of which he produces the following. I don't like this already. <laughs> takes hold of the bag. I'm sorry. One giant, filthy, dust-covered box of cornflakes. What? Parentheses. I went to the shop, and they didn't sell breadcrumbs. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just getting cornflakes. That's basically the same <laughs> <What>? shit. <laughs> what? 
one incredibly large novelty lighter. I always liked the idea of doing a little flambe, like the brand name, with kind of burnt ends at the top. Nine. This up. Nine packs of pre-sliced cheese. Parentheses. I got nine packs of pre-sliced cheese. <laughs> sauce. That's me every time I go to the grocery store. I come home, I'm like, I got nine blocks of cheese here, friend. We gotta eat it. Sauce. Like, parentheses. Like, tomato sauce? Just any sauce. So the parentheses are all him commenting on the items. He puts on latex gloves. What? (laughs) He's going to murder him. He pulls out some sugar and some (laughs) aluminum foil and makes a bed, a kind of hollowed out (laughs) sphere with the foil. (laughs) He holds up a box of penne pasta that he had in the house. All right, Pattinson says. So obviously, first things first, you got to microwave the pasta. (laughs) What? No! I watch as he pours dry penne into a cereal bowl, covers it with water, and places it in the microwave for eight minutes. He says, he says using penne is already new territory for him. Usually he uses, well, quote, do you know that pasta that's like a little, it's like a blob, sort of a squiggly blob? No, 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 no. It looks like what would you even call it? It looks sort of like a messy, like the hair bun on a girl. <laughs> Response, interview says, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the hair bun on a girl. Uh, Pattinson. There was one type of pasta that worked. It definitely wasn't penne. <laughs> Nevertheless, penne and water in the microwave for eight minutes. In the meantime, he takes the foil and he begins dumping sugar on top of it. What? I found after a lot of experimentation that you really need to congeal everything in an enormous amount of sugar and cheese. So after so after the sugar, he opens his first package of cheese no. and begins layering slice no. after slice onto the sugar foil. Wait, then more sugar. It what? really needs a sugar crust. <laughs> then then he realizes He's forgotten the outer layer, which is supposed to be breadcrumbs. But today it's going to be crushed up cornflakes. That's so gross. So he lifts the pile of cheese and sugar and crumbles some cornflakes into the aluminum foil before placing the sugar cheese back on top of it. Sugar cheese. Then he adds sauce, which is red. (laughs) The microwave dings and Pattinson promptly... promptly It's all upside down. (laughs) The microwave dings, and Pattinson promptly burns himself on the bowl of pasta. (laughs) He sighs heavily, looking at it. No idea if it's cooked or not. (laughs) He dumps the pasta in anyway. At this point, his spirits have visibly begun to flag. I mean, there's absolutely no chance this is going to work. Absolutely none. Uh, The little pillow now is mostly built. He pours more sugar on top of it and then produces the top half of a bun, which he hollows out, places it on top of the rest of whatever the hell this thing is, (laughs) begins burning the top of the bun with the giant novelty lighter. I'm just gonna do the initials. (laughs) Looks like you're cooking meth, I say, because he does. (laughs) I'm really trying to sell this company. I'm doing this for my brand, he says. (laughs) That's my mood. I'm doing this for my brand. brand. 
at this point, he accidentally ignites one of his latex gloves on fire, oh my gosh. which promptly melts into his palm. Oh my god! He yells in pain. <clears throat> then he gingerly holds up the finished product. Some approximation of a P followed by a C for Piccolini Cuschino burned into the top of a hamburger bun. <laughs> He starts I'm doing this for my brand. <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to be cool brand. and then it turning out like that. Exactly. He's all of us in quarantine. <laughs> he starts wrapping the whole thing up with more aluminum foil, then compacts it, and then wraps <laughs> it some more, and then squeezes it again. Ew. Suddenly, he stops. Can you actually put foil in an oven? I say, I say, yes, you can. But what you absolutely cannot do is put foil in a microwave. And he says, cool, cool. And then goes looking for his oven, which he's never used before. And this is a nice what? house. So there are multiple options. The one he settles on, well, it looks like a microwave to me. He assures me it's not. Oh, what? I reckon probably 10 minutes. <laughs> He, he puts the aluminum sphere, the little pillow, into what he thinks is an oven and I think is a microwave. He attempts what? to turn it on. I actually knew how to do this before, he tells me. I literally did this yesterday and now it's just impossible. It's going to look like I can't cook at all. <laughs> he fumbles at some more buttons. Oh, 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 he says excitedly now. A thousand watts. There you go. Oh my god. So it's this definitely is a, a microwave. microwave. Proudly, he Idiot. is walking back toward the counter that his phone is on when behind him, a lightning bolt erupts from the <laughs> oven microwave and Pattinson ducks like someone outside has opened fire. He's giggling and crouching as the oven throws off stray flickers of light and sound. The fucking electricity! Oh my god, he says, <laughs> still on the floor. And then with a loud final bang, the oven microwave goes dark. What? He broke it! In the silence. Pattinson and I both stare at the mysterious piece of machinery built into the wall behind him. Yeah, I think I have to leave that alone, he says, sighing again, picking himself off to the floor. But that is a Piccolini Cuschino. When I tell Piccolini you I love this man, I mean, I am in love with this man. Um, Jared has spent a lot of time recently sending me articles and facts about Robert Pattinson. To and it try was, to win you over. Well, it was it. then that I realized Robert Pattinson is Jared's spirit animal. Really? I feel like at the essence, like the deepest core of their souls, they are kindred spirits. For real? Because... Jer you've met Jared. He I is know, unbridled chaos. He's a madman. <laughs> this true. I know this is what Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson is. <laughs> he is. He's crazy. He is chaos. He is chaos. That's insane. I that know. That story was a never-ending roller coaster. <laughs> it's my favorite story on the internet. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody. Too good. Okay, well, Any other we thoughts fly you would the like flag. To share? Of Team Edward now. Yes, we do. Proudly. Aubrey proudly flies the flag of Team Robert. Team our pats. <laughs> our pats. Yes. Always. I'm making up for lost time, really, because I was not a fan as a child. It's pretty but, crazy. But um, I've grown. I've seen the error of my ways. Mm -hmm. So you're making up for lost time. Making up for lost time. Makes sense. Folks, the next book in the series 
is Eclipse. Mm-hmm. I don't know what awaits me there. Mm-hmm. What darkness, what vile things, <laughs> what hope, what treasure. I but, can promise you there's no hope. Oh, wow. This is how you start a new moon off with me. I'm sorry. I don't know if you want to start the same way. We trudged through that book. I, I will tell you, though, I had a lot of fun rereading Eclipse. Okay. Like, a lot of fun. I When I was rereading all of these recently, I powered through New Moon super quickly. But Eclipse, I, like, I read it fast, but I, like, enjoyed it. You've it's done dead. it. <laughs> Two books down. Many more to go. Oh, God. Here we go. Everybody, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay, stay healthy. Healthy. Stay, stay human. Sane. Stay sane. And vote. Vote. Oh, yeah. Actually, by the time this comes out, it might be too late for you. I really hope you've already voted. Yeah. I haven't. I just got my ballots today, but yeah, I will. Yeah, that's fine. I will. Yes, you will. I have a duty to you my You will, country. or I will bring you into the Thunderdome. <gasps> oh, shoot. <laughs> the Thunderdome's only for fictional characters. Oh, okay. Oops. Ugh. That's a good threat. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks again for listening to I Need to Talk About It. Quick reminder, this podcast and everything we say is just to add some giggles to our lives. The views expressed are entirely our own. We're not affiliated with the Twilight Saga, Stephanie Meyer, or anything official. We're not official anything. We're just here for the lulz. (laughs) And we're so glad you're here to laugh with us. We also want to point out that there's a lot more happening in our world than Twilight. (laughs) Um, We'd appreciate it if you would consider spending either some of your time or your money learning and funding the Quilite Nation or the actual city of Forks, Washington. Both groups deserve as much time and attention as their fictional counterparts in the Twilight Saga. Thanks! Bye!